1: She got it. She got it. She did it. Five bowls for Red Panda. What a performance again. Hall of Famer right there, ladies and gentlemen. That'll, uh, that's right up there with um, the top ten calls of my career, TJ. Baker Mayfield, Buddy Heald, Red Panda last night. Spectacular <laughs> again in the LNC apologize to the bosses if that gets me in trouble later today tj oh good morning everybody thursday feb 2 groundhog day brought to you this show by the river wind this is the ref the home of sooner fans sad sooner fans today after oj uh, osu put a knot on their head I almost said oj huh osu put oh, a OJ, knot on their head OJ, will put night.
2: a knot on your head too maybe a,
1: a slash Seventy-one, sixty-one in the LNC, and as the old adage goes it wasn't that close thunder lose last night to 112 106 to houston why can't they beat houston tj
2: oh it's a matchup nightmare those guys are long and athletic and uh, it's hard for uh, uh the i feel thunder like to keep you're, up with them
1: i feel like you're being a smart aleck right now <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what else should we say about the game? What do you want to say about the game, TJ?
2: Um
1: I don't really want to talk about it to be honest with you. Well, I mean, I there's not a too. lot
2: to say. They were terrible last night. I mean, there's only so many ways you can say that. And people people here on the text line are angry because people actually showed up for the game, and I get yeah. that. Like you couldn't build off, and we talked we talked about how important that game was last night because yeah, vital. You know, you look ahead at the schedule and you kind of you you, went down like who are you favored against there's not many remaining games you're going to be favored and i didn't know maybe one
1: yeah so maybe two but maybe just one
2: last night was another team you were battling with as far as one of going back and forth between last four in last four out those two teams have been kind of bouncing in that area it was an important game at home to win and they just no showed like you said it was a 10 point game by the end it wasn't that close at all i mean that was they they put them at 15 and just kind of held their arms out and you know, late in that first half I thought, all right man, they they started getting a couple of shots together, got a couple of stops, and there was a point where it was down to 10 and OU had the ball, and I think Sherfield took a 3 that would have put it at 7 and you're thinking, man, you can get this down to 7 going into half, you're all right. And he missed the shot. OSU scored on in the next two possessions and pushed it back out to I think, you know, 14 or whatever it was by halftime. So, um that kind of swung it and that was kind of the night it was. It just
1: Demoralizing.
2: And it is demoralizing and you've said it for two days now with OSU. It just they cannot match up against them mm-hmm. and they were just getting whipped on the boards and just mm-hmm. some of those Caleb Boone was just taking over their head. Like and that's you know, I know you got mad at him for joking about guys being short, but Tanner Groves isn't short, but he was jumping up over him without going over the back and taking basketballs yeah. away from him. So it's just um Ou doesn't have that length and that, well, just not that athletic. Can't get up like that and 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 beat those guys on the board and take them from them. So I mean, credit OSU. They they came in there last night. They had a game plan and they executed much like O uh, OU did on Saturday. Great. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, they played great. They really did. Here's what Porter Moser had to say after the game. Well, exactly maybe. what I thought he would say. I'm getting the spinning wheel here. Here we go. What went wrong from the start? took
3: it Right from the beginning. Um, didn't really have an answer for Boone or Cisse. Um, first play of the game, we trapped and we missed an assignment. Uh, on the very first play of the game, he spun around the trap and he got it to the, the man on the block. Um, and then we went one-on-one and he scored. Uh, Cisse came in and Was knocking down mid-range shots. Was rolling behind our post. Just no answer for Cise and Boone. Um, I thought those two, um, their length and athleticism, getting behind on the rolls. um, They start hitting the pocket shots. Boone's one-on-one. You know, 16 for 20 between the two. Uh, 36 points between their five men. Their their athleticism and length between those spots. um, I thought. I thought those. You know, just uh, right from the beginning. You know, just. Boone passes out of a trap, Boone one-on-one, 101, Boone one-on-one. 101. comes in, hits pocket shots, pocket shots, roll dunks. Um, and then I, th- I thought their, their guards, the speed of the guards they played uh, downhill. But those, those two, Cise and Boone, i got to give them a look. They, they, they really, really affected us on, on trying to make some decisions what to do. The way they rolled, scored in the post, hit the pocket shots. Coach, 16 you, for 20. Coach, when you have a mismatch like that, you can't really manage it. Do you just rely on the almost... For
1: perfect offense, I mean, is that the only way you
3: could stay at it? Well, and then they were hitting shots when they, they hit some threes, you know, as, uh, Newton hit that shot. But yeah, like if, you know, you're, you're um, you know, we started digging down in the post. We were trying different ball screen coverages because they were, their guards are so quick. You know, Tanner was having to stay in the ball screen coverage and they'd roll behind. Then they'd hit the pocket. And when they start hitting the pocket, we were, they had, those two had an answer for almost everything. Uh, that we were doing, um, CC and Boone. Scoring in the post, then CC scored one-on-one one in the post in the second half. Boone scored one-on-one the post. They rolled behind. Then they got the offensive rebounds. Um, just 16 for or 16 for 20. Um, 36 points between that those two athletic five men. Jesse, yeah, so
0: Porter on the other side of the floor. the offense seemed like it just struggled to get. How much was it? Maybe their pressure and their defense that bothered the offense, or how much is
3: it it just not hitting shots? You know, I I thought we had some shots early. Got to give them credit. They're 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 top seven in defense, so we know their guards are very quick. We know they have rim protectors. Their length in the post, scoring one on one in the post with Tanner and Jam. They got their length. We tried to throw over the top a couple times, and their athleticism uh, with their length. but, you know, looking back, I mean, I, th- I think we were at halftime, I think two for 14 or something. We missed some threes, you know, that we had some opportunities. We posted up Jalen. I mean, Jalen practiced harder than anybody these last few days. He just didn't – he was 0 for 6 tonight. Just didn't have it tonight. But um, it wasn't for anything that he didn't – I know he had a post up and missed a couple bunnies. But, yeah, we weren't we weren't good offensively. Um, missed some shots. But, um, uh Yeah.
2: When, when a game starts out that way in terms of the size inside and, and in terms of
3: person? When he starts hitting that pocket shot, he, was hit, he hit some pocket shots because um, you got to give up something with it. And, um, you know, you're trying to bottle up Anderson with the, with the speed. But, um, you know, Boone, they were posting postin up. He was scoring one-on-one, passing out of the post, uh, rolling behind you. Um, so, yeah, those two are, uh, you know, now that is healthy, um you know, we, we saw it going in. We felt the second half of our game, Iowa State, Ole Miss, you know even in Texas, they're they're, they're playing with a, with a confidence downhill. And you know now they got CSA back and Boone's playing the way he is. They got two high level athletic bigs that are playing well um, to go along with it.
1: I don't remember a uh, a week, a yo, yo week like this. In my 12 years, there have been certainly stretches where, you know, you alternate wins and losses. There have been a lot of those. There have been great wins and hard losses and all that kind of stuff. I don't remember three consecutive games like this, TJ. Now, maybe somebody out there that has a better memory than me can can uh, document something. But, I mean, the, the poor performances, the – absolute drubbings on each end at the hands of TCU and OSU with a moment in the middle that was so glorious. They rushed the court (laughs) is just bizarre, man. It's just bizarre. And I use the word demoralizing. That's how I feel this morning. I think that's how a lot of sooner nation feels. I went on, um, Chris and Gabe's Big 12 uh Serious XM show on Monday. And they asked me um what does the win over Alabama do for Porter Moser? And and uh you know, his status at OU, what what does that it, it, with with sooner fans and all that kind of stuff. And I said he is in great shape now. At least until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that it matters. Because if you don't beat OSU, they're right back to Matt again. And not only did they not beat OSU, they got it handed to them last night. So that game was good for three days. That's how long it mattered. Now, if somehow you could pull it together here and and get yourself on the bubble, then that counts a lot. The Alabama win counts a lot. But in the minds of how much good it does, like any good graces that were earned on Saturday are gone. And the people are right. I mean, that's what's so sad about last night is not only did you lose an important basketball game, you had the all of the makings for an epic atmosphere last night. They were on top of each other. It looked like Tiger Woods was playing golf last night, Teach, They were two, three people deep standing room only all the way around uh Shep was parking before that it's a tip off he said I'm trying to park the Lloyd noble Center's entirely full people are parking in the grass we can't find anywhere to go we're gonna be late getting there it was a zoo
2: yes mm-hmm.
1: I I don't know if they turned people away or not but maybe it's and for for that to be teed up and just a dud makes it Frustrating, um, humiliating, uh, maddening, all those uh, adjectives apply. It's one thing to have lost to West
2: Virginia last night. Iowa State in those circumstances. No. Man, it was just OSU, man. Yeah, you got all the OSU long.
1: fans in there, too, yeah. that are chanting, you know, whatever they chant at you and everything, and that just makes it all that much harder. I, who knows what Hunziker said at the end of the game? I got to get his final call from last night. Um, you know, he might've, who knows what he said. I can't even imagine. Take
2: your ball and run to the SEC. This is OSU (laughs) cowboy country.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he said something good. I got to see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it really stinks. So they're in a bad spot now. They're two and seven at the halfway point in conference play. Same thing we said yesterday applies, but you got one less game to do it in. I I think you need six more wins. And if only five of them come in the regular season, then I think you gotta get one in Kansas City. Um but you gotta get at least five out of nine now. Yeah. And you're gonna be favored in one,
2: maybe. Well, the good thing is the schedule gets much easier from here on out. Oh so, yeah, yeah, so yeah it's, a breeze. it's so much easier that they shouldn't be able to pull uh, that off.
1: They probably could play left handed <laughs> the rest of the way and win. But, you know, I mean, how do like who's to say what's gonna happen the next game? Like, how do you have any idea? Um They've played very well in West Virginia in recent years. West Virginia has quickness and athleticism at the guards, but they don't have the big guys at the bucket, they got a Jimmy Bell who's kind of a big bodied guy down there, but he's not, you know, much of a shot blocker and stuff. So I I think the matchup is, is better, but who's to say whether they go win by 20 or lose by 20, you know, I mean, they played games to the wire every night for a month. It seemed like they're the final possession. And now it's, Blow out, blow out, blow out. It's just a matter of which end are you gonna be on and uh I don't know. I was pretty down and I know everybody else was leaving the LNC. And then I said, Well, at least TJ won't make me do the show in the morning. And sure enough, here I am doing the show. So it is what it is, I guess. You know what though, Tej? I'll give you something to lift your spirits.
2: Fifteen days to OU baseball. Fifteen days. Sorry, I was having someone yell at me on the phone.
1: They want what are they yelling? They about? want
2: changes. Oh, okay.
1: They want... <laughs> Seven days to OU softball. One week from today, the champs open their season. Kind of crazy against... to think after the last few
2: days outside, but yes. Well now, don't the champs worry, The champs head west, but Patty's yeah. team's not playing at home. <laughs> right, don't you worry right. about that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Duke and Liberty will be their uh, two opponents next Thursday. Two weeks from tomorrow, OU Baseball is underway. So there's a little something to warm your heart, Teach. It does. It does. I can't wait. Great time. Uh, T Row reads the news coming up, bottom of the hour. We'll get to some more of your texts, uplifting text messages when we come back.
0: Football is here, in your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here. On your home for Sooner fans, the ref radio sports network. Toby
2: and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show, powered every day by the Riverwind Casino. OKC's number one gaming destination, simply the best, the one for entertainment. The one for games, the one for fun, the one for uh, the buffet, chips and ales, showplace theater. It's your entertainment headquarters right there, Riverwind Casino. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Is softball next week on Plus or Flow? I believe those are Flow TV games, I believe. Let me look here. I got the OU page pulled up here. Go to softball. Uh, yes, Flow Flo Flo Softball. Right it is listed on the OU schedule. so.
3: Bedlam is history. We all know that.
2: We've known that. Because OU chose to follow Texas and the money to the SEC. It's okay. So now we're having what I think are childish discussions, in my opinion, over
0: something that's done. And I would like to, like, make this the last statement I have because I have no hard feelings.
1: Sorry, Mike, wanted to interject there. Inspired by last night's performance, he wanted to talk. Thank you, Mike. Thank you.
2: Ask Toby if he has decided who can attend regular season and postseason baseball games yet. What does that mean? You got on to people last year, Um uh, that they weren't showing up for a good baseball team, and when they finally did, you were like, "Oh, look at you now! Now you show up." So I did. You did. You were getting on people.
1: I don't remember that. Like, yeah. po-
2: what I do you mean, postseason games. You uh, mean, uh, no, I mean, like late in se- Omaha? Le- late season, and um, caring at the end. Yeah, yeah. You were oh. getting after them. You were getting. I, after them.
1: I maybe I don't remember. You're probably right. I think I remember saying like people would. Jump in in Omaha and criticize bringing Trevin Michael in in the eighth inning or something like that. And I'll be like, dude, you haven't been here all year. Don't be criticizing coaching moves when you haven't watched anything from this team. But I don't think I was a part of the, uh, what was it they called? Casuals Brigade or whatever that controversy was and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I was. Was I?
2: You're always involved in z- something. I always blame I'm, you. I'm,
1: please be a fan the whole year. I don't. Yes, all all season, please.
2: <laughs> uh this texter would like to know where are Why the does everybody always
1: got to get their feelings heard about everything? Uh because it's
2: the text line and or oh. and or Twitter. I mean, come on. The the oh, happy Lee. people aren't texting you. You know this. You know how it works.
1: No, I'm just saying like yeah, just be a fan. <laughs> Quit worrying about it all. Someone someone just texted us this, this ringleader.
2: Um I don't know what they mean by that. Um Where are the sports psychologists?
1: Yeah, that's us. That's why we're here. Help everybody through these things.
2: let me give you all some advice.
1: Sometimes the psychologist needs a psychologist. You know what I mean, Teach? You want to get past this?
2: If you're at home today, you're off work or at home because the kids are out of school again, get your headphones, put them on. Put on whatever uh, you'd like to listen to, be it The Ref, a podcast, some music, whatever it is. And walk some nice relaxing laps around your living room. Uh, it'll do a lot for you. It'll make you feel better about yourself and uh help you ease the pain that you're in right now. Yeah. Uh this OU men's team won't even make the NIT. Not right. Right there? They gotta they gotta uh, do some things here to avoid that too. Um Toby, do you plan on going to the movies to see Cocaine Bear? This texture
1: asks. No. But I am amused by the trailer. <laughs> like the idea that. Based on con- a true story. Is it really? Yeah. Now
2: it's exaggerated for this movie to a okay. very large degree, but it is okay. based off an actual.
1: I was going to say, like, the sales pitch in Hollywood, I bet, was hilarious. You know, the, the, when they sat down with the studio execs and said, all right, here's our movie idea. But I didn't know it was based on a true story, so that helps it a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, I won't see it in theaters, but I may see it someday. If, I got, if I'm feeling uh, the need for something silly, maybe I'll watch that. Here's a thought. Play a little defense. No emotion whatsoever. A dead
2: fish has more life. Now, I don't know if they're talking about Drake and his uh, screenshots uh, or if they're talking about the team there. I'm not sure. Right. Dead Fish could uh, be referring to Drake. I'm not sure. Uh, they couldn't buy a basket at all last night. Okay. Uh, do you guys... Boy, you guys are texting in so cl- quick. I'll text on... I'll start reading one. Click on it and then it takes me to a different text. Do you guys remember a commercial back in the day where Kevin Durant was getting stuff on the top shelf for regular-sized people? That was basically what Boone was doing to the Gross Brothers last night at the basket. (laughs) I remember that. It's also um, Bobon has the one where he's at Home Depot helping people off the top shelf of Home Depot taking stuff down. Uh, as a meteorologist how dare you mention that rodent's name Tiro his accuracy is worse than Mike Morgan and that's saying a lot
1: <laughs> well I've got the numbers on pongcitaani Phil's accuracy coming up in Tiro reads the news next segment so uh I'll let you know whether or not he is more accurate than Mike Morgan or she oh, it's Phil so I guess it's him. yeah
2: uh, Sean says we're only
1: 72 hours removed from beating Alabama. So, no, here we go. You know down. what? I thought about texting Sean Saturday. I actually thought about him after the game. I was going to be like, how long can I be happy about this, Sean? So the answer is 72 hours.
2: 72 hours till last yeah. night. Uh, man, Drake doesn't smile during games. He doesn't stand up welcoming coaches on the coaches show. Does the man not like OU? Yeah, you get, He's on, me. You He's get on me. very serious. You get on me. Um... I've had a bowl fall on the floor, too. It's devastating. <laughs> Is there anything worse than that when you slip and drop a glass or a plate or something, and it, the world goes in slow motion, and you're trying to get a foot or leg out and stop the, uh, the glass from hitting the ground, and then you end up hurting your foot? Imagine being a panda. Every what? night, you're just dropping plates. Does this happen
1: to you a lot? Not a lot. I'm just talking you hurt like once Your every... foot by dropping a bowl because you slip
2: on the kitchen floor? No, no, I have. Like I'm I, like I've dropped a glass plate or bowl or something. I have, yeah. like all the time, like maybe twice in my life, but like you react and kind of go to kick it or, or put your foot out to brace the, the glass so it doesn't break. You've never done uh-huh. that?
1: I don't think so. Okay.
2: Well it hurts when it hits your foot, okay? Don't do okay. it. Let it just all fall right. and break. Uh, in all seriousness, we can. Uh, can we stop talking about the OU basketball team making the tourney?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just like give up on them and say, "Well, we got a three-hour show. Let's talk more about Tom Brady's retirement and uh, the Lakers." We'll just do that, Teach.
2: And stop talking no, about what would, do they have to do to get in. No, I'm not talking about the Lakers. I'd much rather talk about whether what whether they have to do to get into the tournament. Uh, I agree with TJ. It's not a big deal for him to walk around his living room. At least he's walking. Thank you, Texter. <laughs> All right. TJ, I hope no one in your family was home to uh, witness your insanity. Um, my son was. He came to me afterwards, and, and he looked up at me and and. Gave me a hug and he says, "Dad, thanks for caring about what, me what, so much." What, what
3: is this? What
2: keeping is your this? heart and body and Why mind in good shape us? and continuing your walks despite the fact that it's terrible weather outside? You care that much about me. He gave me another hug and he said, "You're the best, Dad." And he went back to his room.
1: Well, I got live audio of that actual conversation <laughs> yesterday. Pathetic!
0: <laughs> you are pathetic. <laughs> this is a disaster. This is a barn fire.
1: <laughs> That's how Bronx talks about everything, <laughs> he, by the way.
2: He, he did kind of, I don't want spaghetti. <laughs> Yesterday, he just kind of smiled and like shook his head at me. The day before, he did say, like, what are you doing? I said, I'm on my walk. Leave me alone. And he goes, you're just walking in circles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would be. That would be tough. If a person just is continuously walking around you for an hour. I would be like, dude, you got to stop. He's in his
2: room watching Dude Perfect or
1: Mr. Beast or something on YouTube. He's not paying attention to me. I was in a fine mood today until the baseball text. That's got me sour now. (laughs) Don't let it get you sour. It's got me sour now. You're already starting in on this crap.
0: 733. (laughs) We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: We should fire our third base coach. What's his name? Anybody know his name? <laughs> you know that person sent that with the purpose of
2: trying to irritate you, yeah, and it, works. it worked. So don't it let him irritate you. Just uh, th- it's too late! <laughs>
1: They done got to me. All right, it's time for T. Rowe Reads the News. Maybe this will put me in a better mood. We had the uh, meteorologist um, text TJ upset about uh, Punxsutawney Phil. I believe he called Phil a rodent. A rodent, yes. Uh, If you are just waking up, Phil, this is Groundhog Day. Phil saw his shadow this morning at Gobbler's Knob. We carried the uh, show live. First time we've ever done that. That was a thrill. Wasn't that a thrill this morning, TJ? It was good to hear the crowd and hear the uh, reaction and
2: uh, know that they felt the same way that I did over Phil seeing his shadow. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, they booed him. He got booed this morning. Uh, Phil saw his shadow and declared in a very well-written letter, that we will have it called the children scrawny. Yeah, we did. Yeah. He took a shot at the kids. So um should we put any um you know, should you base your planting, TJ, if you're a farmer out there, on this prediction by uh, the woodchuck? Yes.
2: Absolutely. I trust Phil more than I do that meteorologist that texts in.
1: Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> um since his first prediction in 1887 same groundhog TJ all every year he started back in 1887 Phil has been right 39% of the time. So it's better for him to be wrong. So yes. Well, maybe Short we winner. should maybe we should switch it.
2: Maybe they read it wrong in the first place way back then that if he sees a shadow, it's actually early spring.
1: Yeah, I'm saying if you're only right 39% of the time, maybe you're, the shadow thing is wrong. Because Phil didn't tell us which way the shadow was. We We determined that. Right. The people did. The human beings in top hats decided whether there was a shadow or not.
2: Because it makes more sense what happened today. It's a sunny day. He sees a yeah. shadow. It's sunny. It's nice. He would be. It would be an early spring.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think we screwed it up back in 1887. Uh, no. So there's your answer. Punxsutawney Phil only correct 39 percent of the time, which I believe would be worse than any Oklahoma City meteorologist or Tulsa mm. for that matter.
2: I don't know. Not Travis Meyer. You've got to watch him.
1: (laughs) TJ, I'm very excited for you. Uh, I don't even have to ask. I know what your plans are this weekend. Uh, The debut of 80 for Brady will hit theaters this weekend. Um, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Rita Moreno are a group of aging New England Patriots fans who decide to take their Tom Brady fandom to the next level and attend the Super Bowl in an earnest sports comedy. The movie's packed with awkward dancing and bad jokes, and there's no end to the far-fetched silliness, but the A-list actresses seem to be having fun. And believe it or not, Tom Brady himself swoops in for the most sentimental moment in the movie. 80 for Brady, TJ, coming to a theater near you this weekend.
2: I would rather see a movie with Ernest in it going to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl (laughs) than an Ernest comedy. This looks terrible. This is about your boy. I realize that. It looks terrible. The previews look terrible. There doesn't seem to be anything at, at all that would pull me in to want to go to the theater or even watch this once it's released at home. I will not be seeing 80
1: for Brady. Boy, this feels again like you hating on women to me, TJ. No, um, I don't care if it was a group a of men like four, got to eighty. Is, are 80, you an, are you ageist or this could be female leads? This What's could be deal?
2: Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and a group of guys. Get, well, that would actually be entertaining. You would go to that. Yeah, you would go to that. Uh, other eighty-year-old uh, actors getting together and saying, "Are you
1: telling me you're not going to a Tom Brady movie? I'm telling you, I'm not going to a Tom Brady movie. No, uh, it looks bad." Okay. All right. The saga of Jaden Rashada is over. Well, I shouldn't say that. He might transfer again tomorrow. He might not get a check and he's gone again. Jaden Rashada, who uh, infamously left Florida after uh, the Gator Collective backed out on their $13 million promise, will be an Arizona State Sun Devil. That means he gets to play against OSU this year, TJ. Cowboys get Arizona State on their schedule the quarterback, the number 31 prospect out of Pittsburgh High School in Pittsburgh, California, no H on Pittsburgh, signed with Florida in the early spring period with an NIL promise of $13.5 million from a Florida-based collective. But the AP later reported that the Gator Collective terminated its agreement with Rashada, which was to be paid out over four years, He was released from his National Letter of Intent by the Gators in early January and began searching for a new school. Potential suitors included Cal, Washington, TCU, and Arizona State. He is going to the desert to be a Sun Devil. You rooting for this kid or
2: against this kid? Are you annoyed by him or uh, you got his back? uh, I've been annoyed by him for a couple of weeks now, yeah. I don't have his back.
1: Oh. Wouldn't it be more right to be annoyed by the Florida Gator collective that offered him thirteen and like, a half million dollars? I'm I'm annoyed by all collectives. Okay, if they offered your kid thirteen and a half million dollars but didn't pay, like what did your kid do, Rome? Um, wouldn't you say we out?
2: If my kid is worth thirteen point nine million to anyone i'm holding him back i'm not letting him play for anyone until he signs the actual
1: contract and gets the check so All right, yeah. I should have known better. <laughs> jeff capel is mad at north carolina uh Pitt beat him last night they swept the tar Heels this year 65 64 last night controversial finish did he get fouled or not teach i didn't the see the begin- finish to this game oh, okay 65 64 Pitt one but that's not what Capel, the former Sooner coach, wanted a shocking to talk
2: about. that Capel would be mad at, at uh, North Carolina. That's kind of surprising. Why is that? That was oh, dude, I, yeah, I
1: was being yeah. sarcastic. Yes, Jason Capel, you might remember his brother, uh, now a an assistant for Jeff at Pittsburgh, used to play for North Carolina. Very good player for yes, Carolina. Very good averaged 12 points a game in his four-year career. But he was booed by North Carolina fans after the game. In a video reviewed by ESPN, an animated Jason Capel standing in the hallway of the Smith Center following the matchup can be heard proclaiming, quote, Check the record book. My boys did my work. I ain't got to say nothing. All I did for this program, and y'all disrespect me, You got a broom. That's a sweep, end quote. (laughs) I don't even know what any of that means. Ponsatoni Phil couldn't have said it better than that. (laughs) Right. Jeff Capel says his brother was upset by a tweet posted by the North Carolina men's basketball account before the game. Did not specify the specific tweet. However, um, tweet reporters on top of this? Yes. Um. It says I don't think it's coming from the pro. I don't think it's coming from in the program. Social media. I got social media. Try to be funny or whatever. But I thought it was just them trolling him. Okay, here we go. Hours before Wednesday's game, the official Twitter account for North Carolina basketball tweeted a photo of a game day program that showed Creighton Lebo, a walk on, sticking out his tongue. Creighton Lebo who has played two minutes total this season, wears the number 25, the same number Jason Capel wore for North Carolina. So Jason and Jeff Capel took that tweet of the walk-on who never plays sticking out his tongue wearing the same number as Jason Capel used to wear as a shot, as shade toward Jason Capel. (laughs) Now, was this the sticking
2: out the tongue, ah, where you're flexing up like everybody well, posts on a game a day? Or was this a nanny nanny boo-boo, you stink Jason Capel sticking out of
1: the tongue? I don't know. Jeff Capel says it's been a rocky relationship between Jason and North Carolina that goes back to 2009 when Jeff Capel was the head coach at Oklahoma and the Sooners faced the Tar Heels in the Elite Eight. Quote, my brother was there with my whole family supporting me. He had an Oklahoma shirt on, and the North Carolina fans were pretty bleep toward him. Excuse my language. But pretty, pretty nasty. End quote. So, Jason Capel showed up in an Oklahoma shirt to support his brother. North Carolina fans have hated him ever since. That's the story here.
2: Bob from Cement, no need to send in your Jeff Capel will get things turned around uh, text, okay? You don't need that today.
1: And finally, I'm going to save the final story for the next segment because we're running out of time. Have you heard about the Iowa-Illinois dispute? fan The ticket student ticket dispute? I don't know. I don't think so. Google it up during the break. I want your opinion on it when we get back. It's a fascinating controversy that has broken out in advance of the Iowa-Illinois showdown coming up. We'll be back.
0: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans.
2: Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. They are OKC's number one gaming destination. Riverwind Casino simply the best. We thank them for their sponsorship. Toby will now finish the news.
1: I don't know. Do you think this is a discussion we can have in the allotted time? Or should we wait till the top of the 8 o'clock hour? You only have a few minutes. You want me to get some text and then hit it on yeah, the other side. Yeah, let's do some text
2: and let's do it. At That's A's. called a tease, people.
1: Man, we just—I—I I feel like—I feel like we could. Uh, this is a this is a fascinating story, and I don't want to rush it.
2: Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. In hindsight, having free admission when playing your in-state rival was not a wise decision. <laughs> um. It wouldn't have mattered who they played last night. If you perform like that and get beat like that, it wouldn't have mattered who it was. Yes, it made it worse that it's Oklahoma State, but um, I guess they're meaning there that a lot of Oklahoma State fans showed up to get in for free as well, but it was a nice crowd. It was a good crowd. It was was a deserving of a performance crowd, and they didn't get it. Uh, Many texts here letting us know Puxitani Phil would be a Hall of Famer in MLB. Several texts came in about Major League Baseball. That a third, if a person you who know, is a successful thirty-nine percent of the time, they're a Hall of Famer. They would, if you bat three ninety, you're an
1: all-time record. Um, so get off yeah, of Phil's back. <laughs> but, no, I get that, but like, you could flip a coin and do better than thirty-nine <laughs> percent. This isn't that's, trying to hit a Major true. League curveball here. This is you got a fifty-fifty shot, and he's he's well below fifty-fifty. So. If, if Phil
2: had to do this while Apples Randy Johnson threw a fastball at his head, 39% would be a b- pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, don't get down, T-Row. If you need a pick-me-up, listen to the two wing nuts in the afternoon with those rose-colored glasses. According to them, we had the greatest signing day and recruiting class in the history of OU football. a 99% success rate. I'm a homer sometimes, but come on!
1: I agree with him. I think it was a killer class. It was a great class. I think it was a great class. I don't know. I mean, I'm on Teddy and Tyler's side. Now, with every
2: class, it, was... it may be that we look back in five years and say, boy, that class wasn't
1: very good. Sure. Yeah, but, I mean, only, only time will only tell. Only time will tell. Five-star quarterback, five-star, uh, what did that, uh, P.J. Adabari ended up top five in the country. I think, I think he one, ended up an eight-star. Yeah, they gave him an eight-star. Another ever five-star received that before. safety and Peyton Bowen they got flipped. I think it was a great class, so. Uh, no criticism of Teddy and Tyler for me. I think I think they're right.
2: I would think with TJ's lavish lifestyle, he would have two treadmills at least. That's from uh, Colorado Sooner. Somebody asked
1: me to update. I think they're new to the show and they're unaware of... Uh, I keep records of uh, TJ's wealth here. <laughs> <Would> you stop? <laughs> made up half of it and no, some of it does up, not even true. indicate wealth. We've added today that it's 150 walk around his two living rooms. <laughs> Uh, he's got a custom-made cornhole set. Has three separate coffee creamers in his fridge. Not anymore. That's his,
2: just during the holidays. There's just one bought in there. Bought his
1: wife 20 gifts for Christmas this year. At least, at least ships yeah. a 90-dollar cheesecake from New York City That's every true. Christmas. That is true. Only sits in the lower bowl at Owen Field. True. Nah, has three true. water spigots on his house. That's true. Owns 30 pairs of shoes. Eh, close. Gargoyles, yeah, flagstone in the backyard, wears a North Face jacket,
2: has two air fryers. Wears a North Face jacket, stop
1: it. His hamster has two cages. Mine does not my son's does, yeah. Puts lift kits on his golf carts, shops in the Elite Cheese section of Crest, <laughs> owns Apple stock, Do I has have that, two yeah. garages, Um, has his own indoor basketball court. Sometimes we'll make salmon and steak at the same time. Top of the hour. We'll be back.